0: Hello, welcome to Your Evolving World. I have created this program in honor of those great men and women who are gone, those who are here, and those who are yet to come. This program is intended for you out of curiosity and interest. It is intended to continue in the tradition inspired by Napoleon Hill, Earl Nightingale, and many others who left an important legacy with the world that continues to have influence on thought. An opinion today. In comparison, it may offer you the least of both at its best. You may have yourself to thank for that. On the question of today and in considering the crisis faced by the world, I wondered how those two great men may have looked on at us. I wondered what their opinion might be and I felt they may have offered us the opportunity to reflect on our great capacities, question our judgment, and strengthen our hopes. They would have asked us to cherish the profound gift of thought. They would have challenged us, encouraged us, and we would smile knowing that they had lived. I have a question for you. What is an essential worker? You have heard this for some time, while you have sheltered in place and have come to accept it as commonplace. I want to remind you that when men first discovered work, their new life would always depend on it. He may not have gone to the mountaintop to let the world know it, but he did know it made his life something more than it was before. He had responsibility. He had a reason to appreciate his life and found how much he could be rewarded for his efforts. As life continued and as the world evolved, he suddenly realized that he had natural rights. His labor should be respected and he formed great industrial complexes that led to the creation of the modern world through courage and his determination. Yet something happened to him at the very moment when the world needed him most. He forgot why he was important. In fact he behaves as though he never even knew. The environment around him has become dark, threatening and dangerous. The only thing left for him to do is sit back and hope for it all to be over. That was of course until he grew tired of it and people around the world like him are showing signs of restlessness while their governments attempt to do what they do best. In Trinidad and Tobago there are over 1 million people of those regrettably 8 lives have been lost. A far greater number recovered. Of those taken away, we are mindful of the distinct uncertainty of our lives and our powerlessness. In those who have recovered, we know of our strength and tenacity. At this very moment, in Trinidad and Tobago, the easing of restrictions is rapidly underway. You can sense the immense drive to reclaim the right to profit from their hard work. People are filling the streets with happy looks on their faces, the roadways are bustling with traffic. In the rest of the world, the outcomes have varied, but mankind, as he always have, will overcome this, and will be better as a result. At the time I wrote this, according to Worldometer, 5,199,016 people contracted the global virus, 334,698 people died, or 6.4%, and 2,085,024 recovered. 53%. Of 53%. There were 2,779,294 actively infected patients, of whom 2,733,680 are experiencing a mild condition. On the other hand, 45,614, or 2% of the total are in serious condition, I'd leave it to you to think about that. There's one other condition, too, and it's called fear. You know that four-letter word, all too well. It's the one word known down to the very first man in earth. For a long while, we heard the same thing. What else should we expect? Mankind has journeyed to the darkest depths of the ocean, see? Tempted fate in the far reaches of outer space, he has climbed to the heights of Mount Everest, he has fought savage wars and infectious disease of all kinds and every instance he has faced fear. Fear has been his worst enemy. Fear is what says, you go on and do it and I'll sit here and watch. Sometimes we are more intent with being an idle spectator because it's safer. No man is ever more aware of his mortality than when he believes that he could die. At that moment, we are unable to see how ridiculous we have become But as always, we sometimes find a way to rescue ourselves. In Trinidad and Tobago, laws were enacted to control the spread. In doing so, several people got arrested who chose to congregate together. In one instance, the crime was having a private party where no one observed the almost imperceptible oxymoron called social distancing. The other was enjoying the air of the public beach In both instances, their pictures were splashed across the newspapers and they were all humiliated. There comes a point where the law becomes ridiculous in itself. Perhaps in time, we may find ourselves ashamed, not because we had too many laws. Rather, it will be due to the fact that we forgot why they were intended. Prosperity. I'll have you know also that in Trinidad and Tobago, the police force are not required to wear body cameras while on their jobs. This creates a serious problem of, on one hand, placing a check on the men and women who form the police service from abusing their power, and on the other hand, creating an impediment to justice and natural rights. This remains a manacle to our colonial past. With great power, there is the added ingredient of accountability. In the rush to head off the crisis, nations hastily drew up, rescue packages without weighing in on the consequences of their reactive measures. We will have to wait and see how that works, and hopefully, we won't be pessimistic. Furthermore, by encouraging the cessation of some businesses as opposed to others, on the basis of their so-called essential purpose, governments assisted in exaggerating income inequality and the distribution of wealth. They also acted inconveniently against the sacred notion of honest work, and in the process, gifted men an unexpected vacation by replacing some of his stresses with new worries to think about. Perhaps governments have given us a paradise, but few knew how to enjoy it without having enough money to spend while in it. Interestingly, not all nations responded the same way, and it is too early to determine the impact of that. But one thing is clear. Some nations have a greater view of their authority and responsibility over their citizens than others. Those that have been cautious, sensitive, judicious, and sensible perhaps demonstrate the intention of democracy when it was first discovered by man. Those that did not have hindered the weeds of industry greatly divided their people economically and socially. As compared to preserving the life and health of people when all the facts are considered, we may surely congratulate ourselves. My name is Jay Martin. Thank you.